0: Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives.
1: Here, thinkers and doers
0: always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. Welcome citizens, another episode of New Amsterdam Radio is coming at you. Flobo Boys here, the mayor, in the mayor's office, doing mayor things. And as I record this, this came after a long, hard day of just paperwork. Paperwork, paperwork. I know we all want to be thinking up cool ideas or executing ideas, but we got to pay our taxes, we got to answer emails, we got to call our mothers collectively. It's part of the balance as well. My guest today has a little bit of that balance himself. Brian Tronic is making his way in the podcasting space, but like Myself and our sister show draped in gold. It has a little flair for professional wrestling. But before we get to that, just got to say thank you so much for checking out this episode and all the other episodes in New Amsterdam Canon. Learn more at newamsterdam.com, K-N-A-W. amsterdam.com and follow the show on social at New Amsterdam on Instagram. And I, and I do mean that follow. Like I need, I need more followers there. Like, like incredibly and over at twitter over at new underscore amsterdam uh good place to interact with other creatives if you have projects you know hit up the show up that way and we can always uh cheer you on when that's happening now my guest brian tronic is uh within the ropes podcast host I was formerly with another show you may have heard of so being able to chat with another person of color that podcast for pretty much as consistently as yours truly. And seeing how he is building his own empire was fascinating. And I hope you pull something from that too, about what it means to bet on yourself, not once, but twice. Well, enough of my yammering and jammering. It's now time for my chat with Brian Chonick. Welcome back to New Am Sam Radio, the podcast for creative thinkers, and doers. And as I, the mayor, the voice in the mayor's office with someone that does the thing in a way that makes you go, dang, please welcome the host of the Within the Roads podcast, the Tronic. What's up, good sir?
1: What's going on, man? How's it going?
0: Dog, you let me know how's it going. What's it like <laughs> having an empire, right? What's that like? how you it feels pretty good or what
1: it feels great man it feels great it feels fantastic (laughs)
0: yeah yeah man so you got into it during the pandemic or before what was your podcasting journey like
1: um so yeah i mean before way before the pandemic you know um just sort of one day with a group of friends was like hey like let's let's start a wrestling podcast you know let's let's get into it let's let's take what we talk about in these group chats and let's start recording it. And that's basically yeah. what we started doing.
0: So when it comes to professional wrestling, man, you know, a lot of us start off being like, oh, I guess I'm the only one in my class or I'm the only one failing uh- it. But then there's a huge community there. Was that kind of shocking to see how big the wrestling community and the black wrestling community is? Or was it kind of like, oh, wow, I didn't know there were so many of them? Or it was kind of like, oh, great, more of people in the same tribe? What was your thing like?
1: Yeah, it was because, and and I actually was someone who caught on late to like the whole wrestling community, black wrestling community, social media wrestling community, like all that. I'm I was pretty late to the party. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie. And it was it was really surprising to see because it's like, I mean, it's one thing you go to a wrestling event and you got everybody there. You you know, you all love this one thing, but then when you get on the internet, it's like a whole different beast. It's like people from everywhere, you know. Uh, doesn't matter what the age is. You know, you got people who grew up, you know, way back in the day and then people who, you know, just started watching wrestling 10, maybe even five years ago that are huge wrestling fans now. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, it is interesting to me. Like, I feel like there was a cookout. I wasn't invited to you, but that's not the humor (laughs) though. (laughs) I say, oh, can I come? All right, I'll see how it is. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: Yo, know, what what was your first experience of wrestling? You were you a lifelong fan? The, the older relatives said this is the wrestling thing. Did you came into it late. What was your experience with
1: it? Yeah, so my dad he was a huge wrestling fan growing up, and so my earliest like memory of wrestling had to be um, Flair and Hogan. I believe it was Bash at the Beach '94. Oh, I'm taking a I think it was and in in Orlando I remember Shaq was there um holding <laughs> up the championship and so you know my mom she loved uh Johnny B bad I was a I was really big on like Ricky Steamboat Stunning Steve Austin um Vader you name it I mean and then after that obviously you know watching WWE you know E was WWF at the time mm-hmm. um really diving into that and and i i don't think i started getting into like the wwf characters probably until like the you know mid to late 90s like my earliest my my earliest moment of falling in love with wwe was probably 95 when Shawn michaels won the royal rumble yeah and that was a huge moment for me because it was you know it was someone super cool i wanted to be like him i remember i used to put on my uh sweats and i used to draw hearts all over him <laughs> just because i wanted to be like hbk you know so.
0: yeah so you know bret hart guy or what
1: i love i love bret hart but what? if i had to if i had to choose between the two i would definitely go hbk
0: Man, I need you on Mac Mania because I get like raked over the coals of being like, Yo, Brett oh, he's all right. Oh, how dare you! He's the of <laughs>
1: He's cool. I he's like, cool, Yo, but, but Brian Trottick said. Yes, you know. But see, the thing about the Brett Sean comparison, you really gotta think of, of who because Brett's great. Brett's great, mm-hmm. and I think had he not been injured, he'd have continued to be great. Um, but Shawn Michaels, man, there's just something about him he's got everything he's got it Brett when everybody talks about Brett they talk about how technical he was in the ring you know how good he was in the ring but that's that's it you know Shawn Michaels was able to he had that charisma he had that 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 the mic skills he had that thing about him other than his wrestling we all knew he can go on there and put on a show but he just had this thing about him the flashiness everything that I feel like you know, embodies sports entertainment, right? Yeah, pro yeah. wrestling in general. Like you, you, he makes people hate him. He makes people love him. Bret Hart. Eh. Yeah, I, I like I like the way he does a suplex. Yo, I, I think you are the nail
0: <laughs> on the head because there's a lot more to wrestling than just the wrestling. So I'm a character person when it comes to this. And so let me ask you this: as a content creator, as someone who's out there, there is someone that gives the information. There's someone that gives a review, but you have a very unique perspective. You like you and I are the only guys who are pro NXT 2.0, for example. How yes. much of it is your personality going into your brand and when you make your content?
1: Um, it's all of it. It's 110%. You yeah. know cuz because I feel like it's hard when you're trying to you know find your 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 pocket, you know what I mean, especially when you're doing a wrestling podcast or anything something that you love or enjoy, um that's more of I guess a a hobby than it is a job, you know what right. I mean? It's 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 sometimes hard to find your pocket, find something that you you know, okay, how do I approach this? And so I just, you know, I just approach it like I approach anything else. Like I'm talking, having a conversation with somebody, or even if I'm watching wrestling by myself, my thoughts, my feelings, everything, I just pour it all out on the podcast. And so it's pretty easy for me.
0: Oh man, that is just great to hear Being like yo, I'm not trying to lay into a gimmick. I am the gimmick, you know. God, I lived the gimmick.
1: From the Queen City.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, wrestling is so recursive. Like, okay, so Charlotte is built from the Queen City. Would you call yourself the Queen with the Queen City Charlotte? Okay. <laughs> Yes. All, right. All right. So so let's let's walk through the timeline of Ryan Tronic. You know, you were talking about liking wrestling, you decide to go into content with a couple of friends, but as it mm-hmm. is right now, within the ropes is a solo operation. So here's yep. the question: You got yourself the inciting incident. I'm gonna make something happen with an original team. That team shifts and change. How did that really impact your trajectory and your strategy to get your name out there?
1: Um, I think you know at first it was difficult. Um, it was difficult at first to leave something that i had started you know guys who i started with you know uh, because i think we were doing great i think we had really great chemistry it was fun you know it was one of those things where you're excited to get up you know every wednesday and you know record this podcast and talk about everything that you love and hate i felt like i gave a completely different uh vibe and feel to the podcast so You you know i had i had my part and i had my place um, But the decision to, you know, walk away from it and start doing my own thing was because for me, it was about wrestling. Like when I was with the other podcast, it, it was we were wrestling sports and music and, you know, just pretty much any and everything. And that's fine. I love all those things, too. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was just I, my part. Like if you listen back to any of those old episodes, like my oh, yeah. part was always wrestling. Like I had so many ideas, so many opinions, so many and you know i was it was like i couldn't wait till we get to the wrestling segment so the decision for me to go and do my own thing was you know one of those ones where it's just like eh, i feel like i have more to offer i feel like i have um you know all these ideas things that i want to do something else to bring to the wrestling community you know the black wrestling community whether it be you know in the world on twitter wherever you you know so um it was hard because they're my they're my they're my bros you know you know yeah. what i mean they still are my bros you know shout out to them but um definitely uh getting out and doing my own thing um it, it was it was the best decision for me
0: i think that's the the most inspirational part about all of this so like you can sit and talk about like wrestling or whatever the the subject is a lot of times people have a nine to five and they make that jump into the creative or the other self-employment track and when that first team for whatever reason doesn't work out. They go, oh, it's a failure. But you didn't do that. You decided to mm-hmm. lean into within the ropes. I, I you're a good follow, man. Because sometimes I feel like I'm on an island with my take sometimes. So it's always <laughs> good to be like, at least somebody gets it. Uh, but I'm sure people are on the same too. Yeah. Well, what's it like, man? Having your own fans, your own platform, your own fan base.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. You know, it's 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 weird. Especially like not even just your own fan base, but grabbing that audience that you had prior when you were when I was with the group. Um, you know, just having the support from, from those, from those guys and those girls that supported, you know, me when I was with the group and now they're supporting what I'm doing on my own. Like, that's really cool, man. You know, and, 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 you know, getting the a new audience and being able to, I feel like I bring something completely different to, Absolutely. you know, wrestling podcasts, wrestling community. I have a whole different perspective. I have kind of like a loose, like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really, take it too too serious you know um but at the same time i'm very hey i got a i got a strong opinion this is how i feel and you know i feel like we need more that i feel like the wrestling community right now is filled with a lot of people who just kind of go with the flow Mm -hmm. um go with what you know social media says go with this and everyone just kind of goes with that i'm more the opposite like my favorite wrestlers in wrestling most of them are bad guys or my favorite okay. parts of certain wrestlers are mostly the bad guys you know what i mean and and yeah. and i just love like for example randy orton it's randy orton, it's orton week right it's, you right. know randy orton one of my favorites uh i loved when he was with legacy i loved when he you know was the the the, the, the viper punting people things like that Shawn michaels when he was in dx you know when he was arrogant when he was cocky when he was you know basically running the show and that's just to name a few you know i hogan yeah i I was never really a huge red and yellow guy but when he became hollywood hogan yeah i mean that's impact man it impacted me it hit me the nwo was a huge thing for me so you know um that goes into my persona a little bit you know so (laughs) You know, when I'm potting or when I'm talking amongst the community on social media, it's like, you know, I always think in the back of my head, like, oh, you like this, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. It helps, helps me with a lot of my, you know, I'm a huge Charlotte Flair fan. I feel like I'm on an island with that okay uh, i as, like charlotte well. more than most
0: people but i mean i'm a bailey guy i'm not gonna say that charlotte's bad this is more I, like I, oh the four I, horsemen I, I, I will i fought so many people for bailey that i feel like i've I've earned this spot <laughs> but, but charlotte's easily my second favorite and you could argue be the best of that group like when it oh, comes to technical man. skill yeah I, uh, I,
1: it, it feels so good like the way she makes me feel not only when she's in the ring but on the mic it's just she walks it she talks it she Everything about it, man, is she's flawless to me.
0: Oh man, and I like the fact that it it's making it's making not dreams happen, but it's making your career happy. You went to WrestleMania, people were high fiving you, you're pretty cool. But this is not your full time job, or is it? Is it the full time level? How's that balance like then? Going the nine to five or the the real life stuff into like the creative stuff? How's that balance going for you? It's
1: it's it's good. Um, you know. I don't know man it's it's like one of those things where I just love doing like my mind is on it 24/7 all the time it's like oh, man like you know I'm thinking of so so much stuff going on in the community right like yeah. you wake up something's happened there's some news being broken or anything so it's like it I I it doesn't really you know having the regular 9 to 5 and you know I feel like even though I'm doing that I'm still indulged in what's going on in the wrestling world i'm always trying to think about what i can do to make my podcast better i'm always you know i'm i also not only the podcast but you know social media i'm trying to get better at social media tweeting uploading stuff on instagram (laughs) yes it's so much man it's it's so much and um i probably i probably think about that more than i do about you know my normal job but you know
0: I mean, look, my, my day job is actually nights and weekends. I DJ weddings. So that means I'm usually home okay. every day. But even then, I'm like, I should be posting something. Uh, any advice for someone, though, who may have, you know, responsibilities that family, meals to feed that nine to five, if it's a square job, as we say in the streets, about being able to work on something that gives them passion, even though their hours are limited. Limited.
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, find, find the time, you know, eat, whether it's even if it's like, you know, for 30 minutes, late at night, early in the morning, depending on your schedule, how you, you know, find the time. Um, give yourself that time. I feel like it's important if you have a passion for something, to just to go for it, you know. And 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 for me, one thing was cause see I used to I used to make beats too. I used to be a producer. Oh back dang in the, that was back in the day, you know. I, mean, <laughs> went out, I you want to go back from Brian Tronick. what's up? <laughs> and so um, for me, I would I would always take whatever little time I had. Um, you know I have kids, so you know whatever little time I had, I, I would, you know, go in and make a beat. You know, start to make a beat. Hey, if I have to come back to it, okay, I'll come back to it. It's all about balance, I feel like, and um, it's difficult. It is difficult, you know, especially when you have the nine to five. You have kids. You have a wife. You have to. Yeah, these things that are obviously more important than you know getting yep. on Twitter or sitting at, at your computer and you know starting to make a beat. But I I definitely think that every you know you should you should try and make time for it, especially if you have that passion. And you know, that's what I do with podcasting now. I every little every minute, every second that I have some free time, I'll I dedicate it to wrestling. I, I whether I'm watching it or you know, talking about it, making mm-hmm. graphics. And, you know, even if I even I make a lot of graphics for myself, like I do everything myself, everything I post on my IG is all made by me. Even if I don't use it, I'm just still making graphics, still trying to stay fresh, still trying to, you know, I'm I just I I live and breathe it, man. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What what do you do when there's like nothing to be done? Is there a day off in Brian Uh, trying land or no? It's just uh, all, all the hustle.
1: Yeah. So so when there's nothing to be done or nothing going on, nothing to talk about, I usually just watch old wrestling stuff.
0: Okay. yeah, yeah gotta be I, I the game
1: open, yeah I open up the network and I watch a lot a lot of my favorites even on YouTube I'll pull up YouTube and I'll, mm-hmm. you know I talk I'll watch my favorites and and you know relive those moments
0: yeah so let's get all these niceties out the way there Brian <laughs> I was on Twitter and I was just making sure you know going a little bit cheering on my hometown <laughs> New York Mets and this guy was rooting for the Diamondbacks. And I go, hey, <laughs> what part of Arizona do you live? He goes, I live in California, brother. Explain yourself, huh?
1: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I get this a lot. Yeah, you um, should. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was younger, obviously, you know, growing up in the Bay Area, you know, I loved the Oakland A's. You know, love okay. the San Francisco Giants. When I was a kid, I was more of a of a player. I still am kind of like that, but I was more of a players guy, like. No matter what team, I had someone from uh, a, a team that I loved, like with the A's, it was Jason and Jeremy Giambi, Miguel Tejada. Yeah, uh, the Yankees, you know, Roger Clemens. Mm. Uh, um, and then the the Giants, Jeff Kent, Barry Bonds, you know, and so on and so forth. So, two thousand and one, okay, World Series, New York Yankees, Arizona Diamondbacks. I, I just. Remember that. I fell in love, man. You know, uh, Randy Johnson, Kurt uh, Schilling. Like, I'm a big pitcher's <laughs> guy, too. So, like, I love uh, a 99 mile an hour fastball. Like, I don't
0: want to question any For those of you who don't know this, in 2001, the Diamondbacks were like wearing the most ugliest pink, I'm oh, sorry, uh, gray jerseys with like lavender and teal and gold. <laughs> <Let's continue. laughs> and, and,
1: and I just you know when they won that year i i I've turned into the biggest diamondbacks fan especially when they beat the yankees cuz pr- again prior yeah, yeah. i loved the yankees you know mariano rivera like again like he he was one of my guys he uh, some would say argues, arguably the greatest you know closing pitcher there is right
0: i don't want to argue <laughs> I, <was a laughs> fan. I don't want to argue that but it yeah.
1: could be <laughs> right but um yeah and so a- after that it just i don't know i just stayed cheering for the diamondbacks for all these years we haven't had much success or luck ever since that uh that 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 win in the world series in 2001 but- trips
0: me out because it's not like the okay, most it, i don't like the yankees like they're a brand Right, Mm -hmm. you have to go out of your way to root for a team that's been mediocre for two decades. What? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Why do this to yourself? It's like me rooting for the Texans. What am I doing, Bobo? (laughs)
1: You know, know, it it, it, it gets tough at times, but you know, I'm I'm again, I'm all about sticking with who you who you who you love and 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 you know, rooting for the underdogs, I guess, so to speak. So yeah,
0: I'm a firm believer you can change your team once, then only
1: once. Me, me too. And I was, I almost did. I almost did. I almost became a Dodgers fan, but I feel oh like God. it was too late. I feel like it was too late. Yeah. I feel okay. like they, they, they were, they were, they were doing so good. I was like, I can't be a Dodgers fan right now. It, it my dad's a Dodgers fan. And, you know, when, when, when my dad passed, I was like, okay, I got to carry on this, this Dodger legacy. But I was like, I don't know, man. They're, they're, they're doing pretty good right now. I, I don't. I just I just like the fact that
0: you're just going to sell out your team for a division rival.
1: <laughs> what?
0: Not not even a random other team. Like you know what? This other team over here that kicks my team's ass. <laughs> it's so yes, every season. <laughs> so so you're also a Colts fan in the Bay Area too. So yes. I mean, what you get dragged for more? Having an odd baseball opinion or having an odd football opinion?
1: Football for sure.
0: Okay, football, and football uh, for sure. So what I like about this is that you are a brother that likes the sport of baseball. And on the show, we had some leaders in that community about how difficult it is for the new generation of black kids to get into baseball with so many different options in real life and outside of it, virtual and esports. What's been your take? What's been uh, your opinion as to why there's less black kids playing
1: the game? Oh, man, that's so that's a good question. Um, you know, part of me feels like, I don't think it's excuse me. I don't think it's that less, you know, black kids or black people are playing the games or, or doing certain things. I I feel like they're just not, you know, noticed. Mm. I, I, I feel like they're not noticed. Um, Something that I also, I also did. I just recently stopped doing was I, I was streaming on Twitch. Okay. Um, And, and, and I started doing that over the pandemic and it, I, Kind of like blew up, built a little community like super fast, and it was fun. You know, I played Fortnite every day for twelve hours a day, and it it was it it was cool, and it was important to me at the time because it was like, man, like I don't really see a lot of people that look like me on here streaming, uh, playing Fortnite, enjoying, have you know, you know what I mean, having fun, enjoying myself, like putting on a show. I don't see too many um but then obviously as i started streaming more i started discovering and finding because you know you find people to raid find people to support and you know share your community with and i started finding a lot and so it really opened up to me like you know what they're out there it's a lot of young you know young black men and women especially in the gaming world that are out there they just you know they don't they don't have that opportunity or or you know, no one's looking for them. No one's checking for them. It's it's mm-hmm. hard, especially especially in the game world. It's definitely hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially with these, you know, corporations of Twitch and YouTube. You know, they have their... It's sort of like being a wrestling fan, right? Like, they have their indie darlings. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know? you're not wrong. You're not <laughs> they have wrong. their indie darlings. <laughs> yeah. They're OGs, you know? So... It's, it's difficult.
0: So this, this, the twitching era is it on hiatus? or Is it over? Or is it a past
1: it's chapter? Sorta, or is it? No, it's sort of um on a hiatus right now. Uh, I it's like a you know a seesaw. Like sometimes I'll dip back in, sometimes I won't. Uh, I took a big break to get back to doing uh podcasting. I took a break from podcasting to focus on my Twitch because I felt like you know it was growing, and I felt like at that moment I needed to put all my energy into it, and so um. I think i burnt myself out like i said i was streaming like 12 hours a day every yeah. single day playing one game and yeah. i i think after a while you know your community uh you know you if you're not uh like if you're not growing you know some people in your community might be like eh, i'm tired of <laughs> playing and watching Fortnite every day you know and it's, it's, you know in this day and age everything is you know in the world of tiktok right like you think of think of tiktok like you know these quick videos these you know usually i was telling my son the other day um because we were thinking of ideas for wrestling tiktoks and i was yeah. like it, you got it, it has to be interesting for the first few seconds otherwise that person's swiping up it's they're done like their interest is lost like they they're in on something new so i felt like uh i got stagnant with the streaming and what i was doing sure. and how i how i was doing it um you know because again i was new i think i, I grew pretty quickly Um, within like three or four months, I was close to 10,000 followers on, 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 uh, or 10,000, uh, yeah, 10,000 followers on Twitch. What? Yeah.
0: 10,000, bro. I'm at a (laughs) hundred.
1: I was close to 10,000 followers on Twitch and I almost, I became an affiliate. I almost got a, I almost became partner. We were almost there, but, um, I think, you know, uh, I had a gr- group of kids that was like, yeah, we're tired of watching Brian Tronic. So let's let's go watch oh, someone man. else.
0: <laughs> if you guys are on the audio version, my mouth is a like game. I'm like, bro, do a <laughs> chatting night. Just do do Roblox, do something. Yeah, me? and, and <laughs> I see.
1: I, I was I was definitely late to that because you know I was I was okay. I find something else to do. Started playing Roblox. Started playing Call of Duty. Started playing uh, all it. Started doing just chat and watching viewed uh, videos, doing stuff like that. I was late though. It was too late. Yeah. So, and that yeah. I think that put that spun me into a like a huge like I w- I won't say depression, but it definitely made me feel like dang, like I put all yeah. this time and energy, you know, got graphics and logo and stuff and a stream, a whole stream package and the whole thing, right? And um, I I think I was putting all my 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 eggs in one basket. I was putting all my importance in one thing, and it wasn't necessarily the content. So.
0: Yeah, it's it's really people can't really underestimate or overestimate the the strain that it yeah. takes to be a twitch streamer you know and even if you don't really have a following especially if you're like you're doing six hours ten hours a day and having two people in the chat you're kind of like yeah. oh what the hell so yeah i mean probably take your mental health first uh i, I would love to have ten thousand people in fact the only time i've had more than than ten thousand people was in esports when i was doing uh the rocket league casting i had mm. you know one time i had thirty thousand people but usually Whew. it's like six <laughs> <or> yeah five it <laughs> was like oh yeah. no and and
1: and, and 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 actually um <laughs> so when I before when I first started streaming on Twitch before I moved over to Fortnite, was I <laughs> so I would do watch alongs for D- WWE pay-per-views mm-hmm. and I did a money in the bank watch-along, but I show I was showing the pay-per-view, which you're oh. definitely not supposed to do. Nope. Um I, I was showing it and I I think I I had like 900 viewers at the time. And right before the main event, they cut me off. And oh. I, got like a, I got a 24-hour uh, suspension.
0: Dang, I'm, man. Man,
1: I got so many followers from that. And so after that, obviously, I knew, OK, I can't show it. I tried to continue to do the watch-alongs, but obviously, no one was coming if I wasn't showing. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, it, a lot a lot of people would come in and be like, hey, can you show it? And I'd be like, I can't show it. Like, I'm, I'll get banned. It's, but they don't care it's like it's almost nope. like they don't know it's like you guys know i can't show it man like you know yeah. how this goes <laughs> yeah
0: it's like zombies man oh he doesn't have it brains brain. <laughs> dude I, I get it man watch alongs are always a, a a thing that content creators do but i think it's definitely a, a seller's market or buyer's market because there's so mm-hmm. many options to watch along you're like you know what i don't like these guys i'm gonna watch it myself so i've done mm-hmm. that a couple times and i feel like after hour two i'm like i, I can't really say anything between awkward promo and awkward promo so mm-hmm. props to do that i do that yeah. uh, so as we roll in man this is uh 2022 either the you, second full year or the third spring of the pandemic or post pandemic uh what is on the docket for Brian Tronic? where do you want to go what do you want to see how do you want to build that empire
1: so i just recently uh went to wrestlemania yeah you did um i did Four seats too i was like dang bro like, Okay, so 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 me so I was up in the press box at first. Oh, dude!
0: Dude, I, I were for press. I hit in a press
1: box. <laughs> okay, so so I, I I went with a friend of mine. We mm. were in the press box, and we actually went to the floor because I had I had to be there for Charlotte. I had to be close for Charlotte's match. Uh, Cody, obviously, and he's a huge Stone Cold fan. So, and he's never seen Stone Cold, you know, wrestle, right? I mean, how many people have right? right <laughs> but, right. um so we went down to the floor, and that was a crazy experience um who i mean who just walks around on the floor during wrestlemania yeah you know right electronic like... does <laughs> it was it was it was a great feeling and so being amongst that being um I, I you know that close uh you know being a part of the wrestling media thing being able to uh attend the press junket and you know, talk to different you know WWE superstars and things like that. It it, it put a battery in my back. It, it definitely because um, prior to that, I hadn't I hadn't uh, done a new episode of Within the Ropes yet, so yeah, I, I could say that. You know, going to that definitely put a battery in my back, and it was like, all right, time to go, time to work. You know, time to get back to work. And um, so yeah, I mean, if I could keep pushing, keep going, keep uh pushing this and making within the ropes, you know, bigger than what it is. What I, I just I just wanted to be um, you know, a place where I could interview some of my favorite superstars one day. Um, you know, have different guests on the show in terms of being able to talk wrestling and things like that. Right now I'm I'm still like I have my 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 pockets, my niche, still finding it here and there. Um okay. But once I once I get that all together, man, I would love to, you know, take it to the next level. Start interviewing wrestlers, you know, start to be a part of the the wrestling media more and attend these different events and go to this place and go to. I would love to do that, man. Being being a part of the media for WrestleMania was incredible, in, an incredible feeling. Like I sitting standing there and you know seeing someone like Becky Lynch walk right in front of you it's just like, oh my god, like I can't. Yeah, I can't believe this. Like, you know what I mean? This oh, yeah, is, yeah. It's incredible, you know, and then to be able to stand there and, and have a, a few minutes to, you know, ask some questions and talk about what you're so passionate about and love so much. It's it's a great feeling, man. It really is. So
0: I had something similar this time with WrestleMania, uh, with Spotify and Ringer. Uh, just being part of the the community and being able to interview people is people really don't Like it's not necessarily being starstruck. It's more like mm-hmm. a validation that what you're doing, your craft, is being appreciated, which is way cooler in that level. Oh yeah. Um, are you picking between Money in the Bank and SummerSlam? Going to both? Going to neither? What's that like for the summer?
1: So. I definitely want to do Money in the Bank. I went to SummerSlam, and um, that stadium is beautiful. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's not a bad seat in the bill. Allegiant
0: in Vegas, by the way.
1: Yes. Um, so definitely Money in the Bank I'm going to try and get to, but SummerSlam, I mean, that might be one to not miss. I mean, I don't know.
0: Yeah. First one uh, in July, I could think of
1: for yeah. a long
0: time, the 35th yeah. annual SummerSlam.
1: <laughs> right. I think it's the, yeah. what the first first stadium SummerSlam. Second. Since, I'm sorry. Second. Second. state Second stadium. Wait, last year's SummerSlam was in a stadium.
0: Last year, SummerSlam was in Vegas. It was in that Legion. It was that Legion that's
1: Stadium. That's right. Duh, that's right. You were there. there, yeah. I was there, duh. Okay. Um, for some reason, I we said Money in the Bank, Allegiant. I'm thinking that this that, that was yeah. Money in the Bank. Yeah. Um, Money in the Bank will okay. be in Allegiant, yeah. <laughs> Money in the Bank will be in Allegiant. Okay, so yeah. this year, they're in Allegiant. SummerSlam, Nissan Stadium, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean yeah i don't know I, i'm gonna try and make both again my the, the baby is due i've got a baby on the way he's God. due in june mm. so we might have to wiggle and you know make something happen i don't know <laughs> yeah we'll <see.
0: laughs> we not get any criminating evidence on this podcast man <laughs> Man, Brian Tronick, always a pleasure man, chopping up with you. I'm so glad you got to be on the AMSAM radio, man. Your story is enough to inspire anyone to go ahead and, go, and do it and be yourself in that space. But as an entrepreneur yourself, any partner advice before you wrap this up? Anything you want to share with somebody's contemplating, thinking about it? Have something going, but just haven't got the, the following yet. Anything for them?
1: Keep going. You know, keep pushing. Don't get discouraged. Um there's going to be some moments and some times where you feel like, oh, man, like, you know, I have no support. I have no, you know, no one to back me. I have no, keep going. Everybody gets there. I get there, you know, uh, you know, every now and then I I have my moments where I'm like, or even I post something on Instagram. Oh, my God, I have no likes. No one's liking it. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm tweeting out my opinions on wrestling and no one's, you know, no one's engaging with me, you know. But, hey, I think the one thing for me, one thing that I had to come with, too, is not get caught up in that. You know, hey, just be you. Share your opinions. Talk about what you want to talk about. Be different. Yeah. Be I different,
0: love it, man. And, you know, everyone would probably follow you online or just engage with your show and your personality. how they go about doing that, man? How can they add to the tribe?
1: Well, you guys can follow me at Within the Ropes on Twitter. And Instagram. That's mainly where I'm at. Uh, you guys can follow my personal page at Brian Tronic as well. I'm there too. I'll, I'll talk to you there too. <laughs> <laughs> face turn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, I'm a face. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a face on Brian Tronic, but I'm a hero. <laughs> like. Here we go. <laughs>
0: Hey man, I why not cover all your bases? Also, yeah, last it's... week in September, I'm going to be up in Oakland because I'm gonna I'm going to all the California stadiums this year to watch the Mets play. Maybe you should go out oh. and get a couple beverages. If we're out. Oh, for sure, for yes, sure, sir.
1: definitely. We got to make that happen.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> this is new Amsterdam Radio the podcast for creators. See you next time.
1: Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at
0: newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W, Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours. Before you go, just want to say my book, Graduation Day, Life Lessons from the Real World, is now available on Amazon. You know, the concept of the book comes from when I graduated college and I wasn't impressed about my commencement speaker and what he had to say. And I said, I had some life experiences. Let me go back in time to a proverbial time machine and tell young for me things I learned as an adult. I share stories about the time where I almost died riding a motorcycle or the time where I had no money but decided to do a wedding in Italy, DJ a wedding in Italy to save my business and much, much more. Graduation Day, Life Lessons from the Real World is available on Amazon. Just look for me F Global Voice.